and welcome to the show. It's good to be back. I've been gone. I was traveling across the, across the country. I was at this Rock and Pod event uh, in Nashville for Rock Music Podcasters. And if you're listening to this episode, then obviously enjoy rock music and podcasts. So definitely something to consider for next year. And I have some thoughts on this event and my podcast, but I'll save those for the end of the show. So let's just get right to it and talk about our guest today, Diva Satanica. She's an amazing woman. She sings for two different bands. Blood Hunter is her first band, and she is still with them. Uh, but she also recently joined the band Nervosa. And these bands are heavy, and there aren't many women out there who can sing like she does. So I think she's an inspiration not only to women who want to sing like her, uh, but also to anyone who wants to do something outside of the box and what is expected of them. Uh, it's kind of like Rudy from Notre Dame. Remember that dude? He was a tiny little guy, but you know, through hard work and dedication, he joined the Notre Dame football team. So lots of cool st- stories like that that I love. And I think Diva is just a really good uh, person. She's great at what she does. And I really enjoyed this chat. I became more of a fan after chatting with her. And I think you will too. Check it out. Welcome, Diva Satanica, to the Chuck Shoot Podcast. How are you doing? Fine. Thank you so much for having me. It's a yeah. big honor. So, yeah. I'm <laughs> oh, really? It's your, it's an honor for you. Well, it's an honor to have you. Absolutely. I've done a lot of research and found out a lot about you. So before we, obviously we want to talk about the music, but before we get into the music, can I, can we talk about where you're from? Cause that like fascinates yeah. me almost as much as the music. Um, so it's, how do I say it is Gal- Galicia? Yeah. 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 I was born in the Northwest of Spain. You know, here in Spain, we have like, uh, 17 different regions and one of them, it's very difficult, very different from the others. Mm-hmm. We even speak different languages yeah. between each other. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I am, I was born in a place that it was like, uh, the land of the Celtics, you know, it's like land of magic of witches. Really? Stuff like that. Yeah. It's oh, you're gonna have to tell me about that. Ireland. So is that still, is that stuff still going on or is that what just like in the history you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And popular culture, you know, and stuff like that. People like, uh, the old people talking about this kind of secrets and occultism. <laughs> really? So like, if I go there, I can, can I go to like a witch store or something and get like a ritual or something like that? Or is this something that's all like it's underground? It's not like a stores. Okay. It's not like a stores. It's much more like, um, uh, small houses in the countryside where people oh. just tell you about the traditions and okay. stuff like that. Yeah, because I was just in New Orleans. I don't know if you're familiar with that in Louisiana. And wow. that's like where voodoo is from. It's, I was just wow. really fascinated by, I'm always fascinated by the culture of anywhere I go or any other place in the world. So I was really fascinated with the voodoo stuff. And so I was trying to find these voodoo shops and stuff. And uh, there's just not a lot of uh, of it going on right now. I mean, they, they sell like the, you know, the kitschy touristy stuff, but I wanted like the real legit like guy with, you know, like the face painted and the bone yeah. in his head and stuff. Like, like, I just wanted to see it. It's so fascinating to me, but yeah. So, yeah. so that, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a different language where you're from G- Galatian. Is that, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so you yeah. speak, cause you that's did an amazing research. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we <laughs> haven't even touched the surface. I just thought that was interesting because I just thought you were from Spain, but then I was like, wait, I think it says like Gal- Galicia and it's like, is it islands? Uh, no, not exactly, but uh, we are kind of isolated because mm-hmm. uh, we live just in the corner of the country and communications. And um, if you want to travel there, it's kind of complicated sometimes. It mm. takes a lot of time because the uh, highways are kind of wrong, mm. but 
it has a, a lot of uh, interesting things on the other side, and it's a very beautiful place. Lots of green and forests, and yeah. beautiful sea. But is yeah. it so? It's beaches, right? But you said I think you said it was kind of. See, I'm from Seattle originally. I don't know if you're familiar with that part of the uh, United States, but it's very. It sounded very similar weather, like rainy, gray, windy, yeah. cold. Same. And Same so that there. that's it's hard like to grow up like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That uh, it's a big problem for if you want to go to the beach or something. But yeah, the the most beautiful forests live because of the constant rain. Yeah. So it's really green, but then not a lot of blue skies and sunshine. No, no, absolutely okay. not. It's a lot of fog and gray skies and rainy days. It's kind of sad. It yeah. Something like a, um, that feeling, that vibe of the Fado from Portugal. We absolutely agree with that. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't realize how many famous people are from that part of the, um, part of the world, like, uh, the Martin and Charlie Sheen are from there or they're part Galatian, Jerry Garcia from the Grateful Dead, Enrique and Julio yeah. Iglesias and Fidel Castro. His parents are both from there too. I, th- I was like, wow, there's like a lot of famous people from, I, I didn't realize it was such a big area. Oh, it's not so big, but there's a lot of, uh, talent, I think. Ta- that's people. yeah. And you, <laughs> of course too. Oh, well, I'm not the best example. Sure, but <laughs> now are you yeah, in, yeah, but you're in Madrid now, is that correct? Yeah, I live, you know, Madrid is amazing. It's an amazing place if you want to do um, anything in relation to culture and going to visit amazing places, museums and stuff like that. But it's very stressful. It's full uh, of people going everywhere so fast that it's impossible to live like that. So mm. I moved to the countryside, like 40 kilometers from the city center. Oh. And that's much better. <laughs> that sounds a lot better. So it's interesting. My friend, um, he's engaged to somebody from Ecuador. And she was saying, oh. this is so interesting to me. I don't know if this is the same in Spain, but she said that like when she walks down the street, men whistle at her and hoot. And she came to America and she's like, she was, they were in Las Vegas and walking through a casino. And she's like, oh, this is weird. No one's like hollering at me and whistling. Did they do the same thing in Spain? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. We don't have many casinos, no. But no. we have something similar where you can bet and play some games. In uh, it's it's weird, you know, because they are like um, small stores where you can come in and everything is dark, like in a a pub or something like that, and you can play there and bet and stuff like that. But um, the feeling in the streets is like, uh, I don't know where to go, but everybody is running around you and I'm kind of confused. I don't know what kind of public transport take because uh, there's a lot of chances to go there and there. And it's like crazy. This is like the jungle, really. But do but do, is that true? So like when you're just like, if you're just walking down the street, like to the store or, the, or like to work or whatever, like there's men that will yell at you and whistle. Is that it's very common there? Yes, in Spain everybody yells. Stuff. So how do you yeah, how do you deal with that? Do you, do you what do you do? Do you just ignore the men, or do you do you wave back, or tell them to screw yeah, off? I or? mean, it depends on the day. Sometimes I just do, but go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or other times you just cross the street because mm, you feel afraid. You know, there's some oh, yeah. 
um, dangerous places here, and oh. you just have to go, go, go. Okay. <laughs> Never stop. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I should get into the music here. Enough of this uh, culture stuff. It's fascinating to me, but I'm sure your fans are like, well, when is he going to talk about the music? This guy sucks. So um, <laughs> let's care. let's talk about music. So you got into music because I, th- I found this interesting. I just heard this today that um, you actually got into it um, because your father worked with some of these uh, musicians, not necessarily um, heavy metal, but you were exposed mm-hmm. to these, uh, it was like Spanish vocals and stuff at a young age. And you thought, oh, that's kind of cool, right? Like you saw these different styles of music and musicians working and thought, oh, I might want to do that one day, right? Yeah, that that was fascinating. You know, it was like uh, every single weekend during my childhood, I went with my parents to some kind of... Uh, show in the middle of the countryside as well with small bands like um i don't know six or seven people playing hits from the radio Mm. formulas and stuff like that so there were like a lot of songs that i've learned from the radio and then you listen to them because they were like uh performing a new version of the hit itself and it was like uh, wow all that production the lightning um, all the outfits on stage, the movements, the choreographies, stuff like that. It was like, wow, that's very interesting. They can be uh, performing a rock song and then going to flamenco and it's okay. And yeah, that was like, wow, I love to do that someday. You know, like having that um, skill of jumping from one style to the other. Mm-hmm. That was amazing for me. Yeah. So speaking of different styles, I thought it was interesting too that you you first got into metal and rock, it was Bon Jovi, which is like yeah. probably going to shock a lot of fans because like you listen to the stuff you're singing now and it doesn't sound like Bon Jovi, but you got into a lot, some I of the hair metal, right? all the lyrics. I know all the lyrics of Bon Jovi. Until really? the Have a Nice Day album, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a good that time to quit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Wow. But yes, uh, I think um, I remember I was watching some TV show like a talent show or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a girl performing Living on a Prayer. I've mm. never heard that song before. And to me, it was like, wow, what's that? That's not a pop song. That's not flamenco. That's not blues. What is that? And I was like, I need to find more stuff like this. So I went to the record shop every single week <laughs> just to buy any album of Bon Jovi. And when I, when I was done, um, I started to research um, for another bands, like I was pretty much into the um, uh, hard rock albums of the eighties, and I was a big fan of Guns N' Roses, um, Honey Rocks, stuff like that. Yeah. So didn't you just because this was before the internet or the you said the internet connection wasn't good, so you kind of just had to go to the record store and like take it. You're like, well, these guys got long hair. Well, I'll try this out, and you kind of yeah. just had to do it by trial <laughs> and error, right? Yeah, that was the vibe. You know, it was like okay. They look very similar to Bon Jovi and bands like that. So yeah, I'll take it. And then you just started going, kind of get, doing a deep dive and got more into the heavier stuff, right? Because then you got into the power yeah. metal, symphonic metal, Holy Moses, yeah. Behemoth, and all those kinds of things, right? The, the key for me was grunge metal. I discovered Nirvana, Alice in Chains, bands like that. And to me, it was like, a, wow, this is pretty heavy. You know, this is much more than singing very high. This is mm-hmm. like a, a broken heart and a lot of rage. And anger, and then I started to discover another bands more into the metal core or thrash metal, and um, yeah, that was like a um, my way of exploring different music genres. And it was, I think, it's very good to just 
find different stuff to learn about a little bit. Yeah. No, it's good. So is the, the, then you decided that you wanted to try and go ahead and sing it, right? And that's when you started to practice and you're watching yeah. YouTube videos and things and just because you said you couldn't find a teacher, right? So you kind of yeah. teach yourself. You know, I spent most part of my teenagehood trying to find somebody to tell me how to sing properly. I started with clean vocals, but it was a, a nightmare <laughs> to my teachers. Really? Is it so? It's yeah, easier I, to sing the growl and the and the hard voice than it is to sing clean. Look, you don't have to find the right note to perform a, a roll or a scream. While when you're singing with clean vocals, everything can be wrong. So. Mm. To me, it was very difficult at that time. And I thought that was the main reason to start trying roles because I was a big fan of um, the extreme metal scene at that time. But uh, to me, it was like, okay, this could be the way. This could be my place. And let's try. Because I tried to learn how to play guitar and it was another disaster. Oh, really? Did you try drums at all? Drums is like gotta be, no. to me, that's the hardest thing. I, I, when I try to look at the drums and how many things are going on, I mean, it's so complicated. No, 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 no. I cannot even do two things at the same time. So to me, drums are not my instrument for sure. Not. Yeah. So then how did you get, I saw your uh, appearance on the, the Spanish version of the voice, La, La Voz. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Um, that yeah. was so cool because you guys are doing Eye of the Tiger and you just start yeah. growling. And one of the judges looks so horrified. He's just like, or she's just like this, like, like she did yeah. not see that coming. Yeah. You know, um, I was like the first person in participating with uh, this growling style, this growling approach. And the, the TV show asked me if I could just start singing for the first audition with some clean vocals because it was the first time in Spain in five editions in having something like that. So it was like mm. uh, a shock for everybody, for all the audience. This is a very traditional country and the metal scene, it's kind of stigmatized still nowadays. So I thought it would be a, a good idea, you know, because you cannot just simply go there and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and everybody would probably got scared. So I just try my best with some kind of phrases. And then um, I came to the, to the role side. And for the eye of the tiger, that was not one of my choices. <laughs> of like 10 songs. I love that song, but it's impossible to sing for me with clean vocals. Mm. So um, we have to um, do some kind of battle with other um, participants of the TV show. And Eye of the Tiger was the choice of my partner. So it was like, okay, <laughs> this is going to be interesting <laughs> or completely disaster. But it was fun. And I think it was a, a very nice choice. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, that was yeah. great. It must have given you good exposure, right? Yeah, sure. Here, you know, it's crazy. There are a lot of, of people watching those kind of TV shows, like millions. And there was no other way for me to just go in and reach another different audiences. So it was very good for me and, and for my band, Love Hunter. So we, we got a lot of offers from different festivals from the metal scene and a lot of shows coming, a lot of people, new people interested in what we were doing at that time. So that was pretty good. Yeah. So you were actually in blood hunter when you, when you did that, you were kind of showcasing. So then did your followers and stuff go up a lot from after that appearance? 
Yeah, it was like a, there was a lot of people like uh, all women and stuff like that asking me where I can find more of your music. Do you see me in a band or something? And I was like spamming everybody oh. with uh, of my band, you know, and they were like, I want to see you in a live show. Where are you going to play in the following months? And it was like, yeah, come in and have fun. It will be amazing. And yeah, there was a, a lot of people that had no idea of uh, metal shows or about the extreme metal scene. And they were pretty interested in knowing much more about the scene. So that was very nice. Too. That's that's good. Yeah, because, but didn't you say that um, that you that blood, with Bloodhunter, at least, not with necessarily with Nervosa, but with Bloodhunter, you guys have never toured outside of Spain and Portugal. Yeah, yeah. It's very difficult for the bands here in Spain to get some attention from promoters and, and record labels um, from other countries because they think that we are not very professional. And that's a big mistake because mm. we have amazing bands here in Spain. But it's very difficult um, to them just trust us. You know, yeah, I heard you talking like about this. That, yeah, there's like some sort of like there's a reputation for the yeah. musicians that are being flaky or lazy. And you say sometimes that's true because people will have other priorities and they'll go on vacation and things. Yeah. Um, sure. So how I mean, as, it's just in any field. Yeah. But I mean, you'd think that if you're really driven, a lot of those musicians want the dream so bad, they'll work their ass off. So there's got to be a lot of bands like that as well. Yeah, you know, if I start thinking about some names of this scene, we have amazing, amazing bands and very young people that have developed amazing skills playing instruments mm -hmm. and writing music from many different music genres. It's not, um, they are not all thrash metal bands or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of different uh, styles and, and people doing amazing things, but it's very difficult for us just to uh, jump to other to other scenes. You have to pay a lot of money um, and invest in your own project to do so. And here, things are not very easy in terms of um, uh, organizations and people that could help you to with some money to do so. You know, like uh, managers or stuff like that. So it's very difficult for young people just to grab some money to invest in their projects and then traveling and then um, recording an album and then release it and filming a video clip. It's like a lot of money, you know, and very young people doesn't have the chance of doing so. So then maybe when you grow old and you have the money, then you change your priorities. Mm. So, so there's not, like but you guys got some help, right? You got a, you got a manager or somebody to help with blood hunter. Yeah, we have a we work with a Spanish agency called Duque Producciones that they've been working with uh, a lot of very big bands here in Spain and mm -hmm. in Latin America, like Saratoga and, and bands like that. And that helped us a lot because uh, then promoters here in Spain start to taking us seriously and do some kind of better offers to us just not to play on our own you know when you're in a small band you just try to figure out how to do it and you just book uh, some venue and try to play with another local band but when you have the support of a management agency things change a lot and that was a big step for us okay yeah that's that's huge so like before you got to that point where you're on the voice and you're getting you know managers and things did you ever have doubts like 
that you couldn't sing metal, like, you know, maybe that's, you know, for manly men or, I mean, or did did other people doubt you? There must've been people that said, you can't do that. Right. I mean, you did, you you must obviously push through that stuff though. Right. Every day (laughs) because I was blonde at that time. Oh, really? I was dying like a white. Yeah. That that was awful. Yeah, that was true. So that wasn't your natural, that was dyed, you said. No, no, it was diet. Yeah. Okay. This is my natural hair color. Very Spanish. Yes. <laughs> so I was very young, um, kind of thin and like, um, you know, uh, good looking and blonde, <laughs> sweet. And so people thought that, come on, you cannot do this. Yeah. And when I was on stage, they changed their minds. It was like, okay, you can do it. You're not perfect obviously, because you have to learn a lot, but um, that's a good start. So that was the only way just to showing people that, yeah, I can demonstrate that I can be good enough and I will keep on going. But yeah, I had a lot of doubts. And still nowadays, when somebody just um, asks me, um, why don't you sing with clean vocals also like other bands, like Ginger or stuff like that? It's like, it's never enough. You have to be constantly doing more and more stuff just to prove that you're good enough and it's like no i'm not a clean um i'm not a singer like that you know i'm a i'm a growler my performance is based on that and it's not a problem with male singers mm-hmm. in that field yeah you know, nobody asks george corpse grinder from cannibal Corpse, why don't you sing <laughs> in the next album with Kim right uh, that would be stupid yeah but with women happens a lot it's like, it's never enough. You have to be demonstrating all the time that you're better and better and better. Yeah. So, I mean, but I think the lesson too is, you know, don't judge a book by its cover because I think people still look at you and say, oh, she can't, she can't do that. She can't say, can you, I know you haven't had a chance to warm up. Can you show my audience like what, how you say it's, it's amazing to me. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to hear? Anything. <laughs> I don't care. You, you choose. <laughs> okay. So maybe one nervous song that I've been thinking about today it's kind of easy from our new album perpetual chaos okay just a chorus perpetual chaos ruled inside it's kind of cold right now but <laughs> that was yeah that's amazing though that that can come out of of you it's it's it's, it's really impressive i didn't know i mean I literally so the first time i heard you was uh, i had interviewed mantis and you did a collaboration oh. And I think uh, I think it was Sean Reed that sent me uh, the clip of the collaboration. And I, I saw you and then like, I think I saw you about to sing and then you start singing. And I, I was blown away. I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, I'm an idiot, I guess, because I didn't know girls could sing like that. I was like, that's amazing. Like, there's not a lot that can do it, right? To me, uh, this cover with Mantas was a, a dream come true. You know, mm-hmm. Venom, to me, it was one of the very first bands from the extreme metal scene that I've heard. And Mantas, to me, it's one of my first heroes in this industry. So it was like a huge thing for me to do. So I decided not to go with a normal approach of rolling style, but trying something kind of melodic, like a little bit into the motorhead vibe. And I just sent it to Sean and he was like, yes, this is amazing. Do it this way. And that was uh, the final result. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's great. So you say that when you write the music, you're translating your emotions 
into the song. So mm-hmm. that's got, is that really, that's gotta be really cathartic or does that take a lot out of you to, to sing this stuff and, and, and write this music? I mean, is it, are you exhausted afterwards? You know, it, it's very different depending on, on the um, approach, you know, because for Blood Hunter, we are always trying to talk about uh, like metaphorical stuff in relation to philosophy or occultism, but everything um, hides like uh, the real emotions from your normal life. I mean, it's like uh, we can be talking about good and bad or good and evil, but it's from a more deep um feeling you know it's like more talking about the choices that we have to make and and things like this but with nervosa i had to learn how to talk more straight to the point you know like uh, Mm. you want to go and talk about uh religions or politics or stuff like that you just go and and do it go straight to the point no poetry (laughs) in this so that i had to change my mind a lot in relation to that so in the beginning to me writing lyrics was very exhausting because um mm-hmm. i was like i don't know what to talk about you know it was like uh, okay i'm listening to this song and i feel like uh anger or something like that but anger in relation to what <laughs> what should i say in relation to the song so it took me many years to try to develop some kind of style just to learn and and let all the feelings flow, you know. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's amazing. Like so, with Blood Hunter, uh, the, the end of faith. I think that's that's your most popular song on Spotify yeah. for, for whatever that's worth. Yeah. <laughs> but that song, I mean, it comes at you like a fucking freight train. The blazing guitars and the drums just go so fast, and of course, your amazing vocals. So, is that your favorite Blood Hunter song as well, or why do you think that one is so popular? No, no, it's not, not at all. I think it's because it's a title track of of the album. Okay, it's the same title, and people just go and search for the end of faith and that's the first song that appears but i think one of my favorites um could be Rimi horror that was from our very first album and it was a kind of black metal song mm. it's very mixed with some power metal riffs you know because it's fast but it has some melody and maybe let the song come from the end of faith album that it's um much more into a modern approach and it has some groove in the main riff so we start every single show with this song and people it's like wow this sounds heavy this is good stuff <laughs> okay yeah that's great and then i love also the it's funny i'm listening to your music and i'm like i kind of recognize this song i'm like Wait, this is this is the Halloween song. I want out. You guys did a cover of that. It's amazing. Now, is yeah. that the was that the Halloween singer that sang with you on it too, or who is who's no, the, who's doing the co vocals? Um, yeah, his name is Leo Jimenez. He's a very famous singer here in Spain. Oh. He's like um, you know, like the first one in in mix. This high notes screaming so high with very um, deep growls sometimes. Mm-hmm. And there was a time like uh, 10 years ago that every vocalist in the metal scene wanted to be like him. So Mm. he's like a a real hero here in Spain. We are very big fans of him and of his career. And we just met him at one behemoth show here in Spain. We were attending the show, both Blood Hunter and him. And he approached us just to Mm. introduce himself. It was like, Come on, I know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's nice. And start talking. Yeah. And he said that he has been listening to our album, The End of Faith, and he was very impressed. So we was like, okay, we have to do something together. And he was like, yeah, but let's think about something different. And we thought about um, doing this cover of a classic song that has no growth mm. in the original version. So here in Spain, it was kind of controversial. Not everybody likes to change the classics. Oh, but, uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I thought because it, it was. I like it when when bands do covers if they do their own version and make it theirs and make yeah. it. I don't like the cover that sounds the same. I don't see the point in that. And you guys yeah. made it way yeah. heavier and an updated version, so I like it. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So you said you had some really great shows with Blood Hunter. You've played some festivals and things, but you've also played in some of the worst conditions in the underground yeah. scene. So tell me yeah. a story about that. Like, what are some of the bad times playing with Blood Hunter? Oh man. I had a lot of stories about that. I remember one of our shows playing like, um, I know this is not too much for uh, North American people, but to us playing um, like five degrees under zero um, in the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. and close to the sea with a very windy uh, night. Oh my God, uh, that sounds like, horrible. Wow. We we couldn't move, you know. We Are you wearing the stage, corset like, and, and your and your short sleeves and stuff, or you have like a ski park on at this point? No, we we went to the stage just with our coats on okay. and everything, but we started to play, and it was like, okay, I feel the the vibe now, so let's do this. And we played like uh, for almost two hours with I don't know maybe ten people, <laughs> but they were jumping like crazy it was oh. kind of awesome we thought like maybe nobody is going to to come tonight but yeah there was some people there having fun so it was like okay let's do it so you get so energized and you're worked up by the by the music that you don't even need your coats anymore yeah, absolutely. That's cool. That's actually kind of cool though. So, so then, yeah. So Nervosa, like you, you tell the story about how you were offered to audition during the lockdown, but you can't really audition in person. So you got to send videos. Right? Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> I remember myself in the middle of the lockdown, just sitting in the lying in the, in the sofa. It was not very late uh, at night. But I was wearing my pajamas, you know, it was May or April, May uh, 2020. And um, I just took my phone and it was like, uh, you have a message from pre Camarade? And I was like, this has to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I started freaking out like. <sighs> how did she send you the message? Was it email or Instagram or how did she? It was an Instagram message. Okay. I think she was uh, asking me if I wanted to do an audition for Nervosa. And to me, it was like a very shocking thing because I didn't know that uh, Fernanda Luana um, have quit the band. Oh. And it was like, okay, uh, I think they're just part ways. And now she's asking me if I want to try even to be the, the new singer of the band. So to me, it was amazing. It was huge because I, I've been a, a fan of Nervosa and Nervosa has been like one of the main references for me in the extreme metal scene. There are not many um, all-female form bands mm -hmm. and to me they were like real heroes, you know, and that was a, a huge honor. So when I could just uh, write something, I just say, yeah, yeah, let me know what do you need me to send or videos or something. And I remember she was asking me to send two videos performing the song Death 
and kill the silence. And I just tried like, I don't know, 100 different versions of them. <laughs> I was not sure because my vocal register is completely different to the previous one of, of Fernanda. And I was like, uh, man, I'm not sure if they are going to like this. But um, yeah, I tried my best in some weeks. I think it was like uh, one or two weeks before she uh, called me and we were discussing some things about how it was going to be my commitment with the project, about the language, uh, stuff like that. You know, like, uh, will you be available to travel a lot during the year? Do you have a normal job? And stuff like that. So once we just discussed everything, it was like, okay, you're in the band. And wow. Wow. <laughs> and you're going to stay with Bloodhunter too. You're going to do both bands, right? Is that the plan? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Bloodhunter, it was my very first band ever. And I learned anything that I know thanks to this band. Mm -hmm. You know, my very first lyrics, uh, the very first lyrics that I wrote, the very first shows that I played, um, the very first album that I've recorded, the very first experience in the studio, it was with Bloodhunter. So, yeah, I think that my heart belongs to Bloodhunter too. And, and it's um, a good thing for me to keep on trying and keep on trying to work for the better with this band too. Yeah. So you'll just, I mean, that's got to bring up some challenges though, in terms of touring and recording and you'll just kind of uh, be, they'll be flexible with you though. They'll be able to help each other. You'll be able to help each other out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have like different ambitions. Um, as I told you before, we know that it's very difficult for us as a Spanish band to mm -hmm. go and do a worldwide tour just next month you yeah. know, because we all, have different projects besides me and the other musicians have their own projects too and they have their jobs too so um it's okay if we just play some shows every month and and that's all we are much more focused on uh, recording albums and writing new music and that's the main thing for us mm -hmm. so yeah the new album uh, perpetual chaos with nervosa that that's i mean that thing the, the song uh, guided by evil I think it has like cool. over 300,000 listens on Spotify, but really the whole album is just so intense from the title track to the opening track venomous. I mean, it doesn't slow down and it, I find myself just like, I'm just sitting here and I'm but I'm like, I, I feel like I need to move. You know what I mean? It's kind of like dance music <laughs> makes you want to dance. Like this album makes you want to like move. Like I need to go work out or something. Like you can't just sit there yeah. and fold your hands and listen to this album. Like I dare you to try that. Like I dare anyone to try that. Like, this is what it's designed yeah. for, right? I mean, that's why they have the mosh pits and stuff at these concerts. It's a perfect album for quarantine because you can be yeah. in your workouts and trying to stay healthy and hit bang and <laughs> keep your body active. You know? Yeah. That's a perfect album for that. I, it reminds me, like, I, when I was in high school, I was really into Pantera. And I'm like, oh, man, oh. I need to get back into this kind of music because it's so energizing. It really just, like, it's great, like, workout music and stuff. It makes you, like you know, move. Like I said, like, I think that's really, that's really good stuff to listen to for that. Like it's definitely probably not good music to listen to. If you want to relax, I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's just, you know, we didn't have idea or how this album is going to be in the end, you know, because we were like four people working without knowing each other, living all together for one month in one studio and we were working on the songs. We have some pre-production. We've been working from home the previous months. 
But when we entered the studio, things changed a lot because sometimes we were like, um, you know, like uh, taking attention to other kind of stuff, different details that when you work alone, you just cannot find out. And we were just reading some lyrics and it was like, no, we can do it better. And then mm. we changed everything at the same day. So it was um, an amazing experience. I learned a lot. Um, they were all very open-minded. So the very first weeks, it was like uh, changing a lot of stuff and trying new things and being flexible with that. So that was um, the best thing of this album, I think, because it makes you feel all that energy and all that positive vibe of being all together working for doing something just amazing you know mm -hmm. just to show to the fans of nervosa that we are still alive and we want to keep on going with this project for the best that's great yeah so you like in blood hunter it's interesting because it's it's an all-male band obviously except for you and then yeah. with uh, nervosa it's all female so that's like you you have like that you're able to experience both worlds what is the differences what do you is there one that you like better do you like working with women or men or you know, I, I must confess that I always wanted to be in an all-female band, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> it's I, I don't like uh, to wear makeup and stuff like that. So to me, I know that it looks better because it makes part of the whole performance. So to me, being alone, just trying to put my makeup on, it, it was like, I'm sad. You know, you don't have to do this. <laughs> and with Nervosa, it's like everybody's trying just to do their thing and we are all together and we share stories while doing this. So it's like you feel home <laughs> in some way because yeah. uh, obviously I always had much more friends being men than women. But in this case, I feel a lot of things in common with these girls. And this to me, it's amazing because it's having like a soulmate, but in four. Oh. That's so cool. Well, so how has your music, uh, I mean, you must, uh, you have so many uh, fans, obviously, and followers from both bands. How has your music helped or inspired people? I mean, you must get a lot of positive feedback from fans. You know, as a fan of, of other bands, I'm always searching for um, this kind of stories that encourage me to keep on going mm -hmm. in my normal life. You know, um, sometimes I just really need sounds too relaxed as we were talking about before, mm -hmm. but uh, other times you just need to release your anger and your anxiety and your fears just to find this uh, safe place where you can just open your heart and feel unsafe, you know, and sometimes songs about um, encouragement and being um, honest to yourself and doing what you want and feeling free are the most inspirational for me. So I'm always trying to find this equilibrium between um, stuff like um, serious stuff, like uh, things that are happening in the world and wars and economical stuff and politics, but in relation to the normal life, because um, at the end, we are only people, you know, mm -hmm. and we need to feel like um, that connection with the others. Yeah. Well, and I heard you say this is an interesting, it was kind of, I'm you know, probably butchering this quote, but that you become happier over the years as you've started to do what you want, like started to dress how you want. You started to listen to music that you like. And, um, you know, you're still interested in other people's thoughts and opinions, but ultimately you need to make your own decisions. And that's something that you kind of started to learn to realize over, over the years. Correct. Yeah. You know, sometimes 
you just want to be the um, the good girl you know like the person that everybody expects you to be mm. like um the good wife the good sister the good daughter and sometimes this is very difficult because if you don't feel to do something um that probably will be wrong and you won't be happy with that and mm -hmm. if you want if you are not happy with what you are doing if you are not honest to yourself you cannot be good and make feel good the others you know so That was a very important theme for me since I was very young and I had a lot of fights with my parents mm. <laughs> because of that. But um, yeah, they finally understood that I was just searching for my own way to do, um, to live my life, you know, and now I feel very uh, much more confident than when I was younger because of that, because I really know what I want and I just go in my way. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, you're on. I mean, if you're not there already, you're definitely on the way. Are you still working as a psychiatric nurse on as a, on yeah. the side? <laughs> yeah, maybe for this year I will keep the job because um, you know we started to play some live shows, but it's like uh, four or five shows in a month. That's not too much mm. to make a living, you know. And to me, just um, quitting a job it means that I will have something huge and i still love my daily job as a psychiatric nurse so yeah i think it's going to be hard to me mm -hmm. in that way to say okay see you but nervosa i mean more. they they tour worldwide right it's not like blood hunter where blood hunters just spain nervosa tours all over right so that could that could turn into pretty much a full-time job right yeah maybe next year maybe next year that will be the the point because we've just announced a two-month tour around europe for oh. 2022 so yeah will you and tour then, the states at all yes but after that you okay know, so it will yeah be like uh, maybe four months okay <laughs> to right. start the next year so yeah it's going to be quite intense <laughs> and that's very good but yeah um i'm thinking about um I think about this before, you know, when we were discussing with Prika this kind of things about commitment and with the project and so on, she asked me, if we have to go on tour, will you do it? Are you available? Because you cannot say, okay, I mean, and then mm -hmm. um, not being available for the band. So yeah, I've been thinking about this and I think this is a, the perfect time, you know, mm -hmm. I cannot wait to do this um, because maybe tomorrow I won't have this chance again of becoming a professional musician. So I think I have to just grab the chance and Definitely. have fun. Yeah. And you're so good at it. So I'd love to see a show. If you do, if you come oh. to the States, if you're somewhere, I'm in Arizona, so I don't know if there's, if you know, if you go to Vegas sure. or LA, it's not that far, but uh, that'd be fun to Where see. I would just stay out of the, um, the mosh pit. Cause I'd probably get murdered. I'm too yeah. old to be, <laughs> no, I'll be in the back, but uh, yeah, it'd be fun to see. No, I'll find you. <laughs> okay. All right. Put, drag me into the mosh pit and get me killed. <laughs> yeah. It'd be fun. It. Is that yeah? Tell me what is the show like? I've never seen you guys live, so what what do I expect if I go come to a show? Um, you know, we've been playing for the first time one month ago, and with this situation of uh, social distancing and stuff here in Spain, this is pretty strict. So we have a lot of rules about it, and mm -hmm. there's not a lot of things happening right now. But we played in Poland. And there was no social distancing. Nobody were, um, was wearing the face mask. So to me, it was like, this is 
a different universe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, this is like traveling in time. And I have this feeling of I never felt like doing this. It would be so amazing. You know, you take for granted that mm -hmm. playing a live show, it's good. And it's very nice and, and stuff like that. But that was like uh, like a, the very first time that you play a show. It was mm -hmm. like doing this all, all over again, but as it was the very first time. And it was kind of a strange. <laughs> the very first songs, it was like, is this real life? Is this happening? <laughs> yeah. That's that's yeah. exciting for sure. Well, um, you know, we're hitting that forty-five minute mark, so let's go ahead and wrap up. Uh, I'd like to end each episode with a charity, and I think you mentioned the Medal Against Coronavirus. That's a project oh, that raises yeah. funds for research against coronavirus, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is like that. I thought this would be like a a good stuff to to share with people, you know, because um, we are much better than in the beginning of this pandemic situation but still people need a lot of help because there are a lot of people dying in countries that doesn't have the chance of going to a hospital for free so mm. there's a lot of people dying in the streets and i think this is a, a very nice way of trying to help them just raising funds to send to all these uh, patients that are suffering and to their families just to help them to get some treatments it's only that you know that can cause a life if you don't get your treatments and your support um that can mean that you will be dead mm -hmm. that's very heavy stuff yeah no for yeah for sure so, it is yes. yeah so yeah i'll put that in the notes so people can throw a few bucks that way and then definitely follow both your bands blood hunter and nervosa on and uh your own per, you have a personal instagram too i believe diva satanica so all that stuff yeah <laughs> okay yeah thank you thank you so much awesome well yeah this yeah. has been a lot of fun uh like i said i'd love to see a show and I'll, otherwise i'll just be listening to the music when i'm working out and it'll keep me going yeah. i think it's good stuff so all right thanks so much thank for doing this all right <laughs> i'll talk to you so later bye-bye diva satanica what an amazing woman i love her music and i love her uh, make sure to follow her and her bands on social media again blood hunter and nervosa are the bands and it sounds like nervosa will be doing uh, some shows so that's exciting and uh, like i said earlier i did want to talk about the rock and pod convention that i went to it was a lot of fun uh, and i did have a couple takeaways from that that i wanted to share and i realized there are a lot there's a ton of rock music podcasts out there so i'm really trying to stand out and I realized after the, going to this convention, I really need to up my game. So a couple things I'd like to do. One is uh, increase the production quality of my show. I think the audio quality is pretty solid, but I'd like to up the visuals for the YouTube audience. And I've upgraded my camera once, but I may need to upgrade it even again. Um, and I'd also like to do more short clips for the YouTube channel to advertise the full episodes. Uh, I've talked about doing these, uh, more of these. Uh, I've done a couple. Uh, but I think it's try time to try to, you know, really make that a priority and try to pump out one or two a week. Uh, also, uh, I think to stand out, I really need to continue, continue to branch out and do interviews with people in other fields other than music. And I really like having on authors and movie and TV people, comedians and other types of folks. Um, but lastly, I just want to ask for your input. Uh, if you're a regular listener of the show, what kind of guests do you want to see on here? Uh, what changes would you make to the show? Uh, what do you like about it? Any input that you have is always appreciated, uh, as well as your comments, likes, and shares on YouTube and social media. That helps me out quite a bit. 
Um, and also make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. We're inching up to 600 subscribers at the time of this recording. So getting a lot closer to that 1000 mark. I'm very excited for that. So thank you again for listening. Have a great rest of your day. And remember to shoot for the moon.